Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Usually each week we discuss a chapter from the Harry Potter series, but today we're doing something a little different. I'm Bayana. And I'm Robin. Today we're doing another bonus episode. Joining us to talk about house elves are members of the Wizard Team family, Amani, Portia, and Bayfriend Deborah. Say hi, guys. Hi. 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 Really quick announcements. Um, you can use hashtag Wizard Team on Twitter to follow along. You can also tag and follow us at We Black and Nerds. Submit to Hogwarts BSU and Imagine Life as a Black Hogwarts student. If you'd like to submit, check out the guidelines on our website, blackgirlscreate.org. Um, you can become a Patronus or send us a cheering charm um, at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. And if you want to support us but don't have the funds, you can rate and review us on iTunes. Um, subscribe to our newsletter, which, well, I guess, I don't know when this goes out exactly, but Deborah just sent it out, so shout out to that. Um, yeah. And follow us on social media, everything except Twitter, which we already told you, at Black Girls Create. And join our Slack channel. Slack channel is lit. We have channels for everything from Harry Potter to S.H.I.E.L.D. to Game of Thrones to Granger Leadership Academy 2017. So, and, and book clubs and, and yada, yada, yada. So we have no news, but we'll um, talk about any news that comes up during our regular episode. And let's just dive into House Elves. Let's do it. So yeah, I think we kind of always planned it on doing a house elf episode, like bonus episode, pretty much since we started, I feel like, just because it's always been a thing that we wish had been given more attention um, and care in the series. Um, and so we're like super glad that we're able to do this. And then we also have friends doing it. I don't think it either, neither, neither of us like thought that that would be the case. We were like, oh, we'll just talk about it together like we usually do, and it'll be okay. People yeah. might, may or may not like it. But um, now we have friends. It's pretty cool. I know. The Wither Team family is growing, and it has become, like, so great when we are going through the chapters to hear about how we're not the only ones that have these house elf feelings. Because I think for a while, like, especially when we first started, we weren't even sure if anyone was listening to us. Um, we were just talking to the void. Um, and because of just how we grew up in the Potter, like not, you know, being really big Potter fans and not being a part of the fandom. Um, we always talked about it as just something that we that bothered both of us, but I never really thought about how many people how many black Potterheads especially have house elf feelings. So it's really great also to feel kind of validated in the fact that we're like, we're doing that bonus episode and like the fam was like, I got things to say. <laughs> so. Oh, it's real. <laughs> it's real. Amani's like, let's settle in. <laughs> Get nice and cozy, nice and comfortable. <laughs> so um, we um, kind of we're just writing down, I don't know, questions, themes, topics that come up about the depictions of house elves in the in the series. Um, Diana, do you want to kind of start with your first kind of topic? Yeah, Hashtag I mean, I think, point? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, and we've talked about this. I mean, you know, we're right. We're coming off of the um, episode where. Harry, Ron, and Hermione go down to the kitchens and they see Dobby and like the other Hogwarts house elves. 
so we've mentioned it a little bit, but just kind of like, I don't know, I kind of wanted to talk about like the the system of their enslavement and how it's like Hermione calls it slavery, but no one else seems to think that that's a problem or maybe they don't even really think that it is slavery. Um, it's like, it, it's also a thing that kind of goes into them not being human. Um, and so them having like different sets of rules that are imposed on, upon them by wizards, but just like different laws that they have to abide by. Um, and so, I don't know. I think I'm just, I'm curious to see what other people kind of thought initially when reading about the house elves and then also Hermione's, well, pretty much everyone's reaction to it, but like Hermione's <coughs> reaction to it and then people makes sense. Um, yeah. So what did y'all think like when you were first kind of reading about the house elves? Well, for, for me from jump, like once I met Dobby and he literally is banging his hands because he can't speak ill of his family, it was, just took me back to, okay, this is, like, before you even hit the slavery, you're just like, okay, this is a messed up system. And then the more you hear about it, it's like, oh, no, this is a mark of my enslavement. It's like, okay, this is, like, we're going there. Like, there's no way around this. There's no way to kind of, oh, we'll just skirt around. Maybe it's kind of, I'm like, no. Like, you're literally enslaved. And, I mean, as a black person, obviously, like, that, has immediate connotations like I, I just the visceral visceral reaction of seeing what slavery is like, seeing the the backs of you know people being whipped all the time, and just hearing Dobby, even though they kind of like kid it up, but it's very real processing it through that lens, and just the way intentionally I think makes references to that really hits home in a way that you kind of feel it in my heart. Portia, Deborah, did any of you, either of you, have any like? I know when I first that? read, um, when I first read the book, book, I was like ten, um, came out two thousand, so I was ten, uh, and so it wasn't something that was actually. I mean, of course, I know slavery existed, but I didn't make that connection. Um, when the movie came out, I was one of those special people that decided to read the book, and then go see the movie. I remember being extremely pissed the entire way through. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with, yes, they're not the same at all. Um, those historical reenactments. Um, the erasure of the house elf. Like where, she, Winky's not there at all. And mm -mm. in, um, in Goblet of Fire, the film. Um, so like rereading the book and seeing the film kind of that age especially kind of triggered a lot of things for me um and as like listening to you guys you and uh, Bayana and robin discuss harry potter and the problems problematic way that jk sometimes writes um seeing the film kind of highlights like you're trying to take on this big idea, this big problem, and then you just kind of, you drop it. Why was the ball dropped? Um, sense, but house elves, balls being dropped. Oh, that's kind of awkward. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, I, I don't know, like, I, when I was trying to think of, like, like, when Robin and I were trying to think of questions and, like, things to kind of discuss, I was trying to, like, at one point I was trying to figure out because at one point, you know, because the movies are so different or like 
just more surface than the books are. I was trying to think of questions that would like separate them, but then I was like, no, they kind of go together, right? Like you just mentioned Erasure and like, there's all this, like the book kind of does that to the house elves at a certain point where they like are a big kind of like plot device in uh, Goblet of Fire and then they kind of like disappear. And then, you know, we get Dobby and Creature um, who come and like help, but then there's no more like, like even even like with Hermione's reaction, she's much more like like in actually in the next book, she is more concerned with like how they're being treated while they're being enslaved, but she's not like going on any more rants about how it's slavery. Or like it just becomes much more sanitized. And then in the movies, we don't ever see a house elf unless they're necessary to the plot. And right. so there's no SPW. My thing is like in the movies, they kind of like oh they erase like the how much they are important to the plot like like there's mm-hmm. a lot of importance to mm-hmm. the moving like he, um dobby instead of making dobby the one who gave Derry, i mean ugh, harry <laughs> the gilly lead or whatever um it's neville and it's like strange mm-hmm. doesn't even make it make sense like you don't even really see how the whole neville moody thing came about or the like it just doesn't make any sense really you're just kind of like thrown in like okay here's neville giving you something that you need but yeah as opposed to um, dobby B- oh sorry go ahead oh i'm just gonna go back to like the original question and like in originally reading it i think the thing that stood out to me the most besides like that made it clear that it wasn't just that um they were servants like regular servants and like the classism of like oh we're going to clearly demarcate that you're not of this social class by making you wear non-clothing um was and like you know you have to punish yourself and all that kind of stuff was like the language that is used like it's clear that jk borrowed from like other like texts that are written like about slaves in um the u.s whenever they're learning or like in english nations when there's learning english and how they're how the english is different and how like they're saying like how they speak to like how, yes master like here it's just so it's so galling, I guess, like, is, like, hearing how they're, like, how house elves talk and how it's mimicking similar narratives of how slaves talked at that time, but then her never really pointing out, okay, yeah, I did do that. Right, like, every time I hear Winky talk in my, in the book, like, I just hear it in my head, like, oh, yes, Master, he's so good folk, he good white folk, but, like, she never really draws that really hard enough and i don't know how much that just me reading that because i'm black i can always have to hear that in the back of my head versus okay this sounds like it'd be an interesting take on a character like i read something about it in a book whereas it feels real in a way that she never really draws it home in the text um i would say too though she doesn't have to there's there's someone kind of on twitter earlier today and we're recording this on Sunday and I'll try to find the thread, but he is questioning that whole, not all white people thing. And he gives like a laundry list of questions. Like if you, and like, if you've done any of this, like if you can say yes to any of these things, which is even like someone mentions welfare and you, your first, or if I say welfare, you think of a black person or if I, you know, you change your mannerisms when you're talking, when you're speaking to black people, or you you note the eloquence of a black person, you know what I mean? Like you can't say that like anti-blackness has not affected you or that you were above or not all white people type of thing. 
Um, and I get that from her depiction of, um, I get just really like, and we've known and we continue to know as she's been on Twitter and continues to tweet like this like white liberal like problem. Um, and in the rereading, I get it so heavily when reading Winky, um, especially Winky, Winky, but all of the house elves really, but especially Winky and that dialect, which is like, I can borrow this, this piece of a thing um, and, and divorce it from all of like, what makes that actually like what makes that dialect an issue and like how that came about you you can't separate that you can't just like lift that one thing that you think is kind of cool or you know will make your characters more interesting and lift it away from all of its like historical and social like significance right like as black people but as americans and ask as, as people who have studied history we're going to like hear that or read that text and all of those things come up right and so it rings false if you're like oh i just wanted to borrow the dialect but don't think about don't even like bring to mind any of the things that that dialect represents or comes from you know mm. does that make sense right. at all it does yeah totally. i mean but they've been doing that for years people have the white man's been doing <laughs> no problem right right it's just it's really Again, we say this all the time, you know what I mean? Like the, the crux of the story, and then she does really well, is like the power, the over, like the power of love, like overcoming and like, you know, being very open and being very, and like Harry, despite his background being very like empathetic and sweet, yet is just kind of okay with slavery. <laughs> like, right. And not only um, like slavery of other people owning slaves, like then at the end, he, owns a slave he owns, owns a house and then technically yeah. dobby like will do pretty yeah. much any you know what i mean like yeah dobby is basically dobby basically like because harry freed him Dobby's he feels like, like he's in debt, guy, indebted to him and he's a sharecropper basically right and it's like not you know they try to make it like oh they're he's my friend and like it's a friendship but there's not a, they're not on equal footing and they've never they're been equal footing but they had like, but at least Dobby had a choice to give his loyalty to Harry versus like right. Creature and Winky, like all the other house elves. They were just that, like, my family owns you, so therefore you're going to be owned by this family. I even think the Creature, like, it's part of um, Harry is kinder to, or when when Harry becomes kinder to him and like understands like the RAB like relationship and then decides to start treating creature like he's not a terrible you know like like they, he's not a creature a, like he's same. not a creature exactly <laughs> like like when they come to they reach this kind of understanding i even think that's kind of problematic because it's like oh still a slave yeah exactly you're still a slave but oh now i have a good master or mm -hmm. i'm not you know like i'm you, you you've given me some sense of like self-worth or some something and so therefore like everything's different when it's like no you're still a slave and you still want your head cut off and hung and on the, the fact that it like yeah. that it switches so quickly right that like conversation he goes from like yelling at him to then being like oh maybe i should be nice to you now here's the locket from 
your other master and then all right. of a sudden the creature is like obedient that makes no sense and it reads like a caricature right right and it only takes harry one semi-decent act of kindness right. but he doesn't even really feel like he's just like i need to figure out how to get out you know how to get out of right. here i need to, to get out from him yeah yeah and it's it's similar to what he does with um, Professor Slughorn, right? Like, how do I get what I need from him? Um, for Professor Slughorn, it's Felix Felicis, and for Creature, it's the locket. Here, you can keep this locket, and then all of a sudden, loyalty or something, without any exploration of like what the their remaining relationship is. <laughs> I mean, like, how does it after the war is over? How, we don't know. We know nothing about right, what happens to creature. What happens to creature? Oh wait, doesn't like, he, send, he send him to Hogwarts or something? He sends him to Hogwarts when they when they leave. They leave Grimaud Place. Grimaud Place, and they, they go and they they're on the run. He could okay. potentially still be at Hogwarts, but then he's still he's in he's still enslaved just at a different place. Like mm-hmm. you like. People used to send their slaves and rent out their slaves all the time. You know, yeah. for, you know. tender currency. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but what happens when a house elf dies and there's no like remaining, like they don't have any children or anything? So, well, that's they, another. Like, do you, are you? Does another house elf magically become your yours now that you've lost, you've now lost your former house elf and now there's a new one for you to like disappear? No, I'm gonna say no. Um, well, we hear about like how Dobby goes around offering his services to wizarding households, but they don't want to pay him because that's not what a house elf is for, or something like what. However, he phrases mm-hmm. they phrase that. Um, that's not the point of a house elf. I think is what um, is how it's phrased. So, assuming that like it's maybe a house elf family dies off, like I'm sure, or they don't have money or something like the gaunt to a certain point probably had house elves and then couldn't afford them anymore or whatever, then that house elf would go off looking for a new position or someone like Winky. Um, I think it's a placement agency. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, we have to bring that up. So Portia, do you want to bring that up before we just like sure. give us a little bit of a background of that? <laughs> so <laughs> as any Potterhead would want to do in their life, I still journey to the Mecca of um, <laughs> the Amazing World of Harry She got to go to the Mecca. We, some of us have yet to go, but yes. You so, went to London, you too. I was so, I have so much True. hate in my heart for all the people who went before me. I was like, I just want to go. I really want to go. Um, I'm sorry if I'm rubbing it in, but I'm really happy that I finally went. Um, yeah. I but, was being really hipster about it, and I was like, I'm not going until I go to the studio tour, and then I'll go mm-hmm. to the Americanized version. So now I can go and feel okay. But, yeah, I, I was like, I just like harbored so much like hatred like for everyone else who's gone before me, and I'm like, you're really, you're such a Potter as I am. How dare wow. you? Like, oh. Wow, so you really hate me because I've been twice. Oh, oh just yeah. put it like that. Snap. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? But um, as I was there, I was like taking photos, of course, of everything. And then I noticed, like, of course, to see, like, so 
there's a little alley and then you see um and this is in not the hog not hogsmeade but diagon alley um when you're over near the um like there's like a little potions vendor and then when you leave the potions vendor if you go around the corner a little bit there's like a tiny little alley and you can see the Gregorovich's like wand shot, which doesn't make any sense as in Dying God Alley, but whatever. There's only one place like, like, so in like, all of Europe. <laughs> right. So I was like, I want to take a picture of how inconsistent this is with the rest of what's going on here, because it's clearly supposed to be not supposed to be, I don't even know what the name of Diagon Alley of, like, Romania is. <laughs> is it Romania? What is it? Where is Simstring? We don't, it's supposed to be, like, in the in the Swedes, like, in the, in the Nordic state, I think, which is really weird. <laughs> yeah, I've no idea. Romanian or Bulgarian. Right, so. It's supposed to be in, like, the okay, Nordic. I thought it was, isn't it Bulgaria, though, because the Bulgarian minister is there during the Quidditch World Cup? Well, Crum is Bulgarian. Well, I don't know if Crum is Bulgarian, is but we don't. Dermstrang. Oh, true. We think is in the north, the Nordic, like upper Finland. Oh, yeah, no, no. For every like fifteen yeah. <laughs> countries. Right. I'm trying to understand how that works, though. Like, how do other schools get their it supplies? Doesn't. It, doesn't. it doesn't. It doesn't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> we're in this. That's we're for in this JK Rowling to do. That's for her. For her to apologize. <laughs> yeah. So you are in this strange alley of 18 <laughs> I'm in alley, so I said alley secret door. Magic. Shot, shot it was a like crack in space and time or something. Right. right. Like a picture, like, I don't get it. And then lo and behold, as I like, if I'm, as I move like one shop away from the alley, there's this um, beautiful, wonderful, I'm looking, pulling up the picture now, um, shop. That, well, not, not a shop. It is written as the House Elf Placement Agency, where you can oh. see domestic help. Yeah, she they, posted it in the Witherton group. We can post it on Twitter. And I was supposed to write yeah. an article at some point, but yeah. yeah. Ooh, I'll get around to it. Yes. <laughs> um, so the sign on it um, that is hanging from the like the awning, it says um, it has like a, a symbol of like a manor and then a house elf pushing a broom or mop. Mm-hmm. And then um, it says that they are steadfast staff and endorsed elves. And I just, I wondered what that meant. Say that one more time. Steadfast staff. And endorsed elves. So I'm guessing they have good um, stock recommendations. recommendations. Yeah. They passed whatever breeding Detection. test. Oh, this mm-hmm. is a problem. This yeah. is a problem. And then the thing yeah. is, is like, because they're not human, and I think like Amani brought this up in the last episode, right? Like they, I'm sure whoever decided to put that there didn't, it didn't even cross their mind that that would be Mm-mm. a problem, Problematic. right? And like, they're just like, oh, it's just a quirky part of the wizarding world and it's cool. And they have other creatures and they're house elves. So how do they find their position? Like it's, it's just a terrible like idea. it's red it's or i think they they thought that it would look like it was a staffing agency or a temp like a temporary job agency but because of what we know about house elves it reads like a auction block in right <laughs> like, right or those like um puppy mills you know what i mean uh-huh. but for flay like it's yeah. really gross. It's a problem. And, and I it's think weird. It's just so weird. Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing. Like, I think, and I don't remember who mentioned this. 
it's been it could have been one of you it's been a while um it might have been like chamber of secrets but just about like the slavery versus serfdom and how like she could have i think that been was a model like yesterday to... girl no 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 it was a model of, um, <laughs> trying to like maybe she was more trying to like show like the downstairs versus like actual slavery and obviously that didn't happen because then she made them in like she literally was like they don't get paid and they don't but just like the idea of like slavery and like servitude in the uk being not chattel slavery you know what i mean it's, it's still slavery it's just not in the same or some people may they get paid but they don't have as many so it's more of a class issue versus race um but then how that doesn't actually translate correctly because they're enslaved and it's all like one of the main like kind of i guess reasons for that or like justifications for it is that they're not actually human and so they're like oh they like to do this and it's fine because we're not actually like committing any atrocities against people right well we have um and I just found the picture. I'm trying to figure out what I do. I can send it. I have it on my. We have like these different classes. I mean, there's a couple of different things I'm trying to say. So, like, in we have a class system in America that is different than like the class system, the British class system and caste system. And they're different depending on what world you're in. Like, these things show up in similar yet distinctive ways, but she never makes a point to fully explain or she mashes a bunch of different things together. So we don't have, and then doesn't, and then doesn't add any context or background because she just drops it. So we don't, we can't figure out like, okay, are you, making a statement on American chattel slavery or is it serfdom? And if it's serfdom, then like, it, can you flesh this out a bit more so that we don't, people that are not as familiar can like fully understand, you know what I mean? Like we still don't know, like, are there free wild, wild? How, just elves? free house elves. And what, and when did house, when did elves become house elves? Like I have a headcanon for it, but that doesn't mean Would that- Would you like to share with the class? Oh, yeah, sorry, I always forget. I think I shared it once before, which is that like, they were during the, like, I want to say Gorovich, but that's not it. What, Johnny Depp. <laughs> Grindelwald. Grindelwald. Grindelwald, thank you. Oh, oh. During his like first reign of terror, um, okay. elves were being like slaughtered and um, guys, words, what are they? Wiped out, and so they took refuge in wizarding households, and as like kind of re or as payment for room and board, they became servants. And then it just became, and and they were very thankful. And there's a different kind of cultural thing so that they, they're more kind of like the ood, they're just more hospitable that way. And then it became like, they, they kind of lost the thread of like why they were there. And like the fact that they were there as, you know, seeking refuge. And then it became like, 
servants to slaves and like then you're supposed to be there and they feel this and the elves feel this just sense of gratitude of gratitude and um and like tie to within like tie or this greatness of wizarding you know how great harry potter is and how great your masters are because in like a long time ago they were like helping them saving them from slaughter and the wizards feel the sense of like well, they enjoy this because it was something that they offered up in in terms of like, well, we can't pay you or this is how we can repay you for room and board. And so it became this weird um, thing that just got like kind of indoctrinated in the culture and people kind of forgot what where it started. But that at, at a certain point, there were elves that lived on their own in their own kind of way. Um, and they just never, we're like, oh, Grindelwald's been defeated. There's no more danger for us. We're gonna go back to our own lives, or our own um, society. So that's my former way of living. I, yeah, I former like way that of living. Headcanon. I do think it might be too soon, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's a, that's like that's where it breaks down. And, yeah, it, it would only be like. Seventy, maybe like sixty years, but it could yeah. potentially be like all of like that. Centuries. But then maybe it's more around the time when the Statue of Secrecy was um, created, so like when they are being persecuted by Muggles. Yeah, um, and that's then that would also give it enough time for like, you know, there, you know, there, there's generations of house elves, and who knows right. how long they live, but it's been generations and generations, and it's also enough time where like people could forget, right? Yeah. Like they don't remember taking in the house elves um, as like a as like a move to protect them and to like yeah you know and that does make that point, like oh they just like being they would want to save magic too if it's coming from being right. you know, the statue right. of secrecy and, and then I'm also curious like when the when they felt it it necessary to then like magically bind them yeah right like yeah. if and, I don't, and like I, I still think that somewhere within your headcanon, there could be like a moment where that happens. I'm curious what that catalyst was, um, and like maybe there was like one house elf who was like, um, all of a sudden we're enslaved, <laughs> and who just kind of like a Dobby like figure who suddenly realizes that shit's not all what it cracked up to be. Maybe there was right. like a house elf rebellion or something, and then they were like, mm, no, we're just gonna go ahead and actually um, you know they can make like they can make people forget. They they got all these other they, they got all the power. Like this is really goes back to what Rob and I were talking about. I think it might might have even been when uh, Fantastic Beasts came out. It was like Joe is really more of a mystery writer than a, a fantasy writer, and it's because she her lack of introspection, and especially when it comes <laughs> to stuff like this, where like she could really. Let me get deeper into this, or I'm just gonna take two steps and then drop it. Right. And something like you talk about between serfdom and slavery, I can really see her basing that on sort of like a British, like take Sam from Lord of the Rings. Like he still calls Frodo master, like he still serves him, like he guards in his house, he takes care of him. And they're not equal in society, and that's based on sort of like the British society or World War One. I. I think it was like it was a wartime thing, or whatever. But Esso is a very different relationship than what chattel slavery would be. And the fact that she doesn't really explore or explain like how those things are work, like 
are there free like what type of society is it just leaves those questions open it's like because she doesn't really ask that next follow-up question that we're kind of just like well what is it really like yeah, i don't know Another issue I'd point out with the headcanon is that supposedly house elves magic is, or elf magic is supposed to be stronger than wizard magic. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. like, so why would they need to go into hiding with wizards if they could, they could like create their own like invisible place where they could be unfindable by wizards or muggles. So why would they have to go house with wizards? Well, well I, I think and that's where it comes too. from the, the idea of their own like societal, like, deference and and wanting to help and not and maybe it being too late for them to realize like oh we're being wiped out you know what i mean like or just not being kind of militaristic (laughs) humans are you know what i mean like that's just not part of their you know to fight back um the famous you know dobby never meant to kill only to maim or seriously harm you know like it's just not in their nature but that the problem too when we when we talk about that is that um, that's a headcanon that I have to come up with to fill in the holes left because mm-hmm. she doesn't like Amani says she doesn't do the introspection and I want to give her a semi break because when she's writing she doesn't realize like the phenomenon that this will be but and that happened you know and dobby shows up in book two but by goblet of fire this is a worldwide goblet of fire was when i went to my first midnight um release and Mm -hmm. goblet of fire was also when we had that big break that first big break i don't know if any of you guys were i mean biana was a zygote at that point (laughs) no no there was a big there was a break between Prisoner of Azkaban came out in 1999, and Goblet of Fire came out in 2000. Mm-hmm. Well, in order yeah, to Oh, yes, you're right. Oh, God, there was a big break. I just remember there was a big break. Um, but but by Goblet of Fire, it, either way, there is that was when it blew up. It was a, there was a worldwide phenomenon. I think it, I think it by Goblet of by the time Goblet of Fire came out, which is what 99 you said. 2000. The movie, 2000, the movies were, were they were casting and that was coming. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they, it was already like sold, she had sold movie rights. It was and then Marauders be, reveal, you know. man. That was, mm-hmm. after yeah. that, it was a wrap. Right. It was lit. So, she had time. I mean, maybe she didn't have as much time now that I think about it in Goblet of Fire, since there wasn't as big of a break, but she had time definitely for Order of the Phoenix to fill in some holes and to do some due diligence. She just chose not to. Well, no. that's where Amani's comment on her being less of a fantasy writer comes into play, I guess, because I think that reminds me of a certain unnamed popular <laughs> book series that is now a TV show wherein the author takes eons to write the next book, but his world building building is so expansive. So it's just kind of like it makes right. sense because like when you think about the intricacy within the worlds that he's like built up in the different a- um, areas and what they signify and what's going on there and how he's built them out for, to be such broad and like even like even minute little details, it's awesome. But it, he's taking for ever to move on to the next book. Right. right. So it's kind of like a gift and a curse. Oh, yeah. Like what right. do you want? Right. And I mean you get you can it's very easy to get caught up in world building and <laughs> she's so like from experience. Sorry. I was trying I to mean... move past that. Um, <laughs> but 
<laughs> it's it's like so I get it right. Like I don't know that. Like I do think that there are easy ways to like make this not as problematic without having like she doesn't have to have the full origin story of house elves and like because it's mm-hmm. super like possible that no one living really knows where house elves came from and you know we see how like they didn't even how Bethilda Bagshot didn't even like put the house elves in Hogwarts a history um so they could very easily be written out of that history and that could be a thing and that's what it is um but there are still ways to with even without knowing how like house elves started um it's still there are still ways to like make that story worthwhile and not feel like just left off yeah well because the system in which these three main elves that we meet operate in isn't fleshed out like Mm -hmm. the current system isn't fleshed out so even just having an understanding of that. And that is something that happens, I think, a lot with, um, when we were talking about her being a mystery writer, is like those books, like the Corman Strike books and stuff, like those mystery books, Agatha Christie, like you churn those out. They're set in like, um, usually like modern times in like the normal world. And none of her other books have so far had um, an alternate, world or a fantasy world and even still harry potter is urban fantasy so it's a world underneath the one in which we a hidden world underneath the one in which we live so she doesn't have to even do that much world building as the other fantasy writer who shall not be named um (laughs) like she's only really has to do like half of that work but um i want to kind of go into the next thing which is um like I think kind of goes into this whole thing is how no one else seems to think that them calling themselves or at least Hermione calls them slaves. I think Dobby calls himself a slave, but no one else uses that terminology and no one else thinks that it matters. So like beyond the house selves themselves, like how do wizards think of this, especially because you know, Ron says that line about how Molly would love to have a house elf around the house to help, right? So what do they what are they what do they think that is? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like as caring and loving as the Weasleys are and we know them to be, even Molly on the same breath. Hmm? Molly will forever be a problem. That's all oh, you're just mad about the redefuted thing? <laughs> I'm really annoyed by Molly. This is the one thing, Portia. This is one no? Okay. She gave us Charlie. I can never hate Molly. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, but, but no, you know, like Arthur says when um, Hermione's railing about it at, at the World Cup, like, you know, I, I agree with you, but now's not the time to, you know, discuss the state of house of rights, um, which was factual. It was not the time. Mm-hmm. Death Eaters and whatnot. Um, But so if he agrees, is that why the Reasons don't have? Is there like a political um, rift within Molly and Arthur and that's why they don't have their own house elf? Because you don't have to pay them, but they do, you do have to like feed them and house Mm -hmm. them, right? So like there has to be some level of 
generation and and for some reason there's a level of generational wealth and prestige that comes with owning an elf that the Weasleys don't have. But it's it's just it's really weird to me, and I want to stop rambling so you guys can think of you know talk. But that even within that family, it's not thought of as like a moral stand that they should take. Well, I. The, the last part, actually, I want to get to first because that actually is a question, like, who is getting paid from house elves? Because they, Ron does specifically say, like, we were never rich enough to own one. So, like, someone is getting mm-hmm. paid to provide the house elf intermediary. Like, I don't, I don't know. We Joe yeah, doesn't does say, like, how does it work? Mm-hmm. But, like, right. the agency? Because, like, what are the costs of having a house <laughs> elf? I'm sorry. Right. Well, that's a, that's the thing. Uh, Portia said the agency. Well, but, I mean, that's the thing about. I was talking to my friend who's a U.S. history teacher, even about slavery. Right, like the economics of the whole thing is that to own slaves was a that is to own property, and it shows like a level. You have to like not every white person could own a slave, even though they weren't getting paid, because you had to feed and clothe them, and mm-hmm. like well, you had to take buy. Care of, yeah, provide yeah, first you have to buy them. You have to buy them. Yeah. So that is another thing that we don't know. And that, you know, if you lose a if half elf dies and they don't have because that was something else I was thinking of too, because Winky says, like, my mother served the crouch is and my grandmother. And I was like, Where the where the men in here? Like, so were they bred? Right. Are they bred? And then you get the women, you know what I mean? Like, we don't know, which is a problem. But either way, they're they're is, is it purely economics that the Weasleys don't have a house elf? You think? Unfortunately, I think that's the only thing that's really stopping them. Like, I mean, we, it's hard to not go back to analogy, but you talk about U.S. history. It's like, a lot of people acknowledge, okay, slavery is still a wrong, but I'm going to own slavery because it's in my position. You know, I, this is how I accumulate wealth. Right. This is how I manage my estate. It's Alexander even while, Hamilton, to bring up Hamilton, exactly. like a even while abolitionist de- who owned slaves. Exactly. Like, even while decrying it, like, oh, I can feel this is wrong, but I'm still going to keep my slaves. Like, oh, I'll free them when I die. Well, I don't need them anymore, but, you know, or if my mm-hmm. wife will allow me to pass them on, so it's like I kind of think they might probably still own the house if they could. And it's like it's like the um, I mean we even see it now, right? Like, and in the past, like pe- when they're people are poor, like they're upset because they are not able to have the same thing. Like they're not mad that it's like it's slavery. They're mad because oh damn, I can't afford a slave. So it's like it's not like far off from how um, like poor white people think. Now. Right, because it's always like as I'm just not an, I'm not there yet. Right, and I'm I am just there. not I don't have that status, and like it's trying to get to that status. It's how we ended up with um like slave catchers and overseers, and like it's those people who couldn't afford it but still wanted to like flex that power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so like while the Weasleys aren't like, you know, they have Muggle friends. Um, they don't have house elf friends, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't, they just, they don't think of it on the same level because like, while, yeah, they're really good when it comes to like blood purity politics or whatever, like all of those people are human. Um, and so right. it's just a different, yeah, this is a different system and a different situation. And so they probably just don't think that it's worth 
fighting against, I guess. I don't know. I mean, like, even look at how Bill talks about the, uh, not the elves, the, uh, Darks and Gringotts. Mm-hmm. Well, dragons. Oh, don't even start on dragons. But, like... Wrong Weasley. Wrong Weasley. How dare you mistake those two, even though they're both problematic, I guess. Oh, so many Weasleys. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Maybe. Whatever. Go on. Go on, Amani. <laughs> No, just like, there's still a, a distaste between the human, non-magical creatures, and okay, well, don't trust those goblins over there. You know, they, they're on their own stuff. We don't really deal with them. They they, they crazy like that. Like they like to think they own something because they made it. It's like eh, kind of depending. Mm-hmm. On, like so, it's just like as you know, liberal, white liberal as they may be, there there's still that fine distinction between can accept and, you know, we'd be cool with it, but there's still a distinction of you're not quite us. And so yeah. find that fine line is always where that where we some road where that point where you have to sacrifice something else for another person or another thing as so they may see it, that's where that distinction is. God, as you're saying that all my brain is saying is um wizards saw each other with the mutual respect and kinship regardless of race. <laughs> But not regardless of magical. Regardless of race, but I'm gonna get that magical You know what I mean? Like it's like it's so it's like everything that is problematic with the with the Bernie Sanders white liberal. (laughs) I'm gonna get so many ats and mentions what come at me because fine, but it's like it it is a it's the checklist right of all of those like, like no but that's real like I, no like right now uh my, my school i went to high school with like diverse community like 50 50 black white the uh, thinking the high school i went to uh but like a lot of asian uh, community coming in very lgbt friendly but they just had a big controversy because they were putting up slave catcher posters in the middle school without any real context of okay you can't draw 10 year olds as slaves and just put that in school and think that's okay <clears throat> that was your they had to have like, yeah well oh, my district i didn't go to that school but i came in at high school but it was just like oh you think that's fine and don't no one thought oh let me maybe not do that right because we i, I mean you know there's i went to a similar i went to school in berkeley and maybe like two, three years ago, somebody hung a noose in the middle of one of the courtyards. And like, that's supposed to be one of the most liberal, whatever the fucks. And like, that school is super diverse. Um, and still, those things are happening because people aren't, yeah. It, They're not connecting the dots. I mean, I talked about this again with my friend who's a US history teacher now. And we went to high school together. And I was like, in my AP history class, my, and, I mean, San Diego wasn't a bastion of diversity, but it's still, they, you know, in, in Southern California and San Diego is more conservative, but it's still California conservative. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> my AP US history teacher decided to show Birth of a Nation when we were supposed to be learning about the reconstruction with no warning, no context. I just got in one day, thought we were gonna be talking about reconstruction. And he was like, we're gonna show a movie. And he put that on, and me being the film buff I was, and problematic, no, non-chill person that I am, 
stood up and said, oh, fuck no. I got to be out. And fuck you. And fuck you. And fuck all. I did a, I did a whole laundry list of all these things. And, wow. and I'll take myself to the principal. Thank you Did your mom much. say anything? My mom told did me. Did your mom get them? My, well, no, no, no. Because my mom... This is great. My mom was like, Robin, you don't always have to take these like big, like not everything is a big moral stance and you should be more respectful. And then when, um, <laughs> how dare you, Deborah? And then when- um, Go Robin, I'm with you. And then when parent-teacher conferences came around, he pulled out the, um, Robin is very smart considering her background. And my mom was like, ooh. Um, she went to this school for a year. What you know about her background? We just moved here. We just <laughs> got here. Who are you talking to? And then she was like, okay. Okay, Robin, I get you. And I was like, see? <laughs> <laughs> you always thinking it's me. You always thinking I'm the one starting stuff. I just be finishing stuff. Well, Robin, you don't have any chills, so it kind of, it, it made sense. <laughs> it wasn't a, yeah. It was a safe <laughs> assumption. <laughs> and then she's like, it's my fault. I was wrong. It's cool. <laughs> uh, my mother, Bionna, you can vouch for this. Where do oh, I get my life to chill from? Yeah, it was like less mm. chill than you. Less chill than me. I am, True. I am darn near reasonable. Comas, comatose. <laughs> comatose. Darn near comatose compared to your mom. <laughs> yes. The woman saying, the wheels on the bus. Yeah, we, we said that. that. We did that one. We did that already. I told y'all. We talked about that. Yeah. She has no chill. So, um, anyway, back to the, I think it's, you know, everyone, we all have these stories of where you get kind of sideswiped by these people who you would think would know better, but because it's not in there, they don't have to deal with it. They don't think about it, you know, out of sight, out of mind or something like that. The problem is, though... And luckily, we're in a much better spot now in publishing and like YA lit than we were even when these were coming out. But the problem is, is like how much these books have shaped so many people, so many people. Like, just think about the industry and the amount of like, because I was thinking about this when we were in London at the studio tour, like how many people she, her brain has now like, hired have have full-time jobs like live off of the her this thing that she came up with in her brain how many people grew up and like have tattoos and like have whole communities that have grown that have grown out of this story so not taking that kind of care like how much damage that's done or continues to and continues to do really Right. And then also like just kind of going off that, just like how, like kind of seeing how it manifests in fandom. I don't really know that people think about house elves other than like, you know, I saw when like Ami was really little and we we still haven't taken her to trick or treat. Like every year we're still going to do it. She thinks ha- she still thinks Halloween is a place. But she didn't have her. Oh yeah, you did. You did because she was Doc. She, she so it's to, only once. To go to Halloween. But every year we were like, we're gonna dress her up, and this is what we're gonna do. And so one year we were trying to think of a Harry Potter thing, and there's like a house elf costume. for the babies. Mm-hmm. So there's like a house elf costume, and so you know, it's like, and obviously it's in the wizarding world. But I'm wondering what like 
fans and like people in the fandom think about them because I don't ever really see anything about how well, the Hogwarts really Running cool. Club. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I got a really cool free the house elves um, shirt from Etsy, and there's like a house elf movement like spew s p e w. I'm sorry, and they have you. like pins and all kinds of things going on. <laughs> like you can buy them from Etsy. Like there's a movement of. And at um, the studio tour, people leave socks at the Dobby, at the um, electron, like they have Dobby. Um, yeah, but I'm wondering if that's but, a like free Dobby or in free owl house elves or a like, this is a tribute to Dobby because he died and like, you know what right. I mean? I feel like those are two well, different things. So the Hogwarts like a cute Running thing. Club. Like, oh, that's yeah. So the Hogwarts Running Club, they are a nonprofit where you kind of do your own like, runs like you can do like a marathon or 10ks and stuff and they have these themes and right and you raise money kind of like you you know the like jogathons and stuff that you would do in school mm -hmm. <clears throat> and their current campaign is like 10k and spew 10k and spew and like the guys that's gross mm -hmm. and i actually met <laughs> the woman who like runs it and she's like we know but it we thought it was yeah it's supposed to be and i was like okay as long as you know i mean all right, that's great. Um, but they have like Dobby on like the Hamilton star holding a sock. But is that just because, like, again, is that just because of Dobby and like the he's a part of the world and that kind of like he's cute and he saved Harry and that thing? Because um, there's nothing beyond those kind of cute. Um, you know, you can go on Etsy too, and like they, they have uh, like keychain holder things where it says like um, free that free free the elves or something. And there's little socks instead of like hooks. It's really cute. I saw one. I almost bought it, but the way my bank account works is that it doesn't. Yeah. So I don't know. I've never had, and this is something that maybe um, if we can all get to LeakyCon, this could be a panel because I've never had a deep conversation about the system of house elves with anyone. This is the first time that we've actually, I have actually talked to other fans about the this, this system yeah, besides Bayana. <laughs> yeah, same for me too. I feel like honestly, so I'm really, uh, just ha I don't really, really like to cry. I, try I tend to not cry too much. Sometimes no, when I do get there. <laughs> I don't know that life. When I get there, I get there and I cry. But for the most <laughs> part, I'm I'm like totally holding it in and stoic. Like, I got it. I'm not going to do this. Mm. Um. So for reading books, like I read books all the time. I used to read books like fanatically. It was awesome. Um. But I never really like had a character death that hit me and made me cry like Dobby's death did. And it was the first time ever. And I was like 14, fourth book, reading uh, Dobby Died. And I was like falling apart. And like everyone else, like, I mean, um, like um, when the when, uh, when the twins died, when um, Lupin died, everyone else who died, when Dumbledore died, like none of those deaths like affected me like Dobby's death. And I never really had a ch an opportunity to talk over why in the world did Dobby affect me more than all of these other people. Not Same even Dumbledore. <laughs> I was too shy to talk for Dumbledore, to be honest. 
Yeah. No, that was like when Ned died in Game of Thrones. It was one of those. I was just like, oh. I did not expect that. I'm just sitting here. I can't even be sad. Right, you were like, it's <laughs> I did the I did the whole like Dumbledore can die. Right. I was like waiting for him to just pop back up. Like, what up, kid? Ah, you thought. You thought. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. In a couple of pages. I was thought he was gonna be in the cave. When they went to the cave, I was like, oh Dumbledore's gonna be in this cave. Like, and he was like, I don't know. <laughs> No, but yeah. I to this day my nerd bestie still laughs at me because when we went to the mo- movie, I mean it hit me reading the books, but the movies are so like I unlike a lot of people I am very I they're two totally different things for me. Are you crying right now? Mm-hmm. I'm crying from laughing. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, but like I I'm able to really separate the books and the movies. And so even like the stuff like I love Order of the Phoenix. Sorry, I love that movie. Mm. I, it doesn't. We're gonna have words. <laughs> I just feel like you could have not brought that up. You could. I know. Sorry. Example. I'm sorry, but like I'm, I'm trying to. I have to bring that up to bring up the point that like it has nothing to do with the book for me. Like they're totally different things. Like I don't like the. And every time that you guys talk about it, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then I watched that movie, and I'm like, I love this movie. <laughs> like, I just like, I'm able to like separate them, but Dobby's death, like, even at the midnight screening, my my nerd bestie still makes fun of me because I was so hysterical that people were like looking at me, and then it just like, and he had died, and they had buried him, and I was yep, still, still hysterical. Sorry. And then we had gone back to see it a couple of weeks later, and it like like I like I had like I didn't know it was coming again. Like you didn't know it was coming. <laughs> just, and didn't read the books. Right. And then when they just did, they just played the whole thing, you know, in the theaters. I went with a whole new group of people. <laughs> it was hysterical. <laughs> like every single, and I've seen that movie now, however many times. And Dobby dies, and I lose my ish. And I do it in the books too. And I think it is like because he is the one person or being who even more than Harry, like like Harry didn't ask for his lot in life, right? But like he's played a role in this. Feelings gay. bitch. Now. Listen. <laughs> now. We're it's the house elf bonus episode. What was gonna happen? Word. The, the whole episode is on the bench. Right. The whole episode. <laughs> we sat on the, we sitting over here. We sat down and we said, all right, let's get into it. We did. We're all on the bench right now. Right, fam. That's real. But yeah, I think it's like Dobby, he's already like been through his trauma, right? Like getting freed was like, he got free. Everything. Let him have his whole like. Let him live. Can we talk about <laughs> how it was a white woman who didn't even own him that brought him down? Like she was 
stop because her sister's husband's family owned this family, this family of elves, and she had never had anything to do with them. She never had her, her sister didn't even own them really. It was his freaking her freaking husband's family, and. As soon as Miss Anne saw that this elf got free, she freaking killed him. Darth Becky is a dangerous thing throughout history, even Darth even for Becky? Is that what you said, Darth Becky? I, I did not stutter. I did not stutter. That is amazing. Darth Becky is a thing, though, y'all. The like, like if you think about it, like the blacks, like Bell, like Bellatrix, Narcissa, um, and um. <laughs> What is Thomas's mom's name? Andromeda? No. They didn't yeah. Like, yeah. Don't, like isn't they didn't uh, they owned they had creature. Right. But, but like did they because they, they they don't think they even le- uh lived with uh Is Sirius that and I mean isn't that their brother though? Isn't that like Sirius's dad has to be their brother, right? No. Uh, no. Sirius's parents are cousins. Cousins. Yeah. So yeah. So they so they may not even actually have the same amount of wealth as the cousins did, and yet they feel entitled. So one, they are able to use creature to do the portrayal that they do with creature, and then secondly, she kills Dobby, and she has no claim to Dobby at all. Resentment, the same resentment that I feel like the Weasleys have low key about like not being able to own a house elf. She has that resentment that her sister is able to own a house elf. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! And be used by Voldemort, oh my god. of course. Okay, so I have to go even deeper on the bench now. Oh my god! I just got back, Robin. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but this is reminding me of. So I just listened to this podcast about Emmett Till and like the new, you know, the book about the. Oh, so Emmett we're Till going that. all the way. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm going deep. I'm going. Okay. Deep, deep, deep bitch. Um, that that white woman, like, how dare you talk to me or look at me or look in my general direction and how that can end up costing your life. Like, that's what I'm getting as you're talking about this. Is that, like, how dare Dobby even mention Try to have his freedom own. in yeah. front of her? Right. Right. And, like, his freedom is an affront to her, her entire being, even though she doesn't and have any claim so. on him. Like the fact that there is a free elf who feels the, right and who feels empowered enough to stand up to her mm-hmm. is a reason to die, which is the same thing as like, oh, he whistled at me, right? Even though he didn't, and right. you know. My God! I can even sad now. I can even feel like there's people like like the same way people were saying like Emmett Till like oh well he shouldn't have whistled at her he shouldn't have blah 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 even though like there's people saying that like he there's um facts that he like didn't actually whistle at Mm her. Um, it's like with the whole Dobby thing. It's like I can feel people saying like well maybe he he shouldn't have gone to the manor like he should never have gone back to a place that like that treated him that way like he what did he think was gonna happen or whatever and it's like but there like there's no just why are you justifying something like of that nature that that gravity like that's not something that you can reasonably argue at all there's no, like anyone that way. But he was no angel though. Maybe we should have been wearing. <sighs> oh my god. Hoodie. At night, maybe shouldn't have been walking down the street. Maybe shouldn't have Why had, had those skittles. Uh, so, oh my god! How about 
Oh my God. We talk we about this whole thing. fun things. <laughs> like, what are your house elf headcanons and origin stories? Happy ones, please. Huh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, the happy ones? Happy origin stories of slavery. Okay. I'm partial to the Underground Railroad for house elves that's being run out of the Hogwarts kitchens. I feel like that's a really good one. Yeah. I like that one a lot. I don't don't have any. Or just like elves in general. Like I am really curious to see like, because I I feel like I feel like there might be a a, a whole like clan of free elves living in like the woods. That's what I'm going to say, right? I I don't think they could even have there's like a hundred, we see about like a little over a hundred house elves in the series, but there can't be that much more. There's only like, tw- what, 28 uh, pureblood families and not all of them are rich. Right. There aren't that many. Which makes me wonder, mm, never mind. Nope, not going to go there. I mean, Because we, we started talking about like the, the Weasleys and, and why they're kind of like complacent in the treatment of house elves. Um, they don't really um, necessarily for it or against it, I think. We've already discussed that. Never mind. I'm just going to leave that in the past. Um, headcanons, you said. Headcanons. <laughs> Let's stay on topic. Um, I, too, kind of like um, Robin's headcanon of there's a problem, house elves, um, or elves at the time, huge from um, from they sought it from um, some evil and used and the wizards like helped them to get over whatever it was and they just felt so indebted to them. Couldn't have been Grindelwald because like um, Bayana said, like seventy years for something of devotion to someone to be ingrained so ingrained in you so that you can't resist the urge to help them, I think that would definitely take some time. Um, house elf origin stories, maybe me, many eons ago. Um, take it like Hercules and the Muses, many eons ago, <laughs> house elves <laughs> or elves uh, lived in a lovely land. People came and they depended on the uh, magical humans to save them. But that's a problem because also going back to the house elves or elves, sorry, having um, greater magic than the humans. What makes the or what makes a wizard more powerful than a um, than an elf? Well, I, I mean, don't think elf magic is super strong. Yeah, but I, think I don't think I think it's makes it I don't know that it's necessarily think stronger. It's oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I don't think it's a matter of more powerful. I think it's a matter of what they're willing what humans are willing to do to each other and to elves that like elves would not even aren't even capable of thinking of and and those that term of those terms of like evil we're just more like this we're is why even like the robber uh, the, the robot takeover and like why i'm like constant vigilance <laughs> on that because like i just think that when it comes down to like the, like when a robot have to do the X's and O's and they do them like just straight math, they're gonna be like, Y'all gotta go. Ada like, found that flaw in her programming. Can we not? Oh God. Oh. <laughs> it, it was a logical step. But I'm not cut up yet, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, we're like, I just think it's like the, the thing. Okay, so 
I just saw some dude got arrested. Like this happened in real life. Like this week, a human got arrested because they were tweeting like uh, seizure inducing images to a journalist with epilepsy because they didn't like the journalist. So they were tweeting images to someone they knew had epilepsy to cause them seizures because they didn't like what they wrote. A human did this in his, like, just cause he could, just why? Like, who does that? Who, whose brain goes, you know what? I don't like the way you put that comma there. I don't like how you worded that sentence. So here's a seizure. Oh, like who does that? Like who humans? And so elves were just caught like, what the fuck? Y'all go, y'all do it. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, I like, I feel like that's the only explanation. It's just the human willingness to go above and beyond fuckery. Like, just. And then I also think that, like, we, I mean, I also think that maybe just their magic is different. Like, maybe it's not necessarily yes. stronger. It's just different. different. Um, I do think, like, the wizards, like, kind of, I mean, putting into law other, that, like, not can use can use wands or, or can't use wands or whatever yes. like this certain i feel like they are also it's like one of those things where um they're like afraid right that like one day these non-human creatures are gonna be like you know what fuck y'all take your wands and that you have to use that use your magic right and the thing and then and then but that even goes back to her um sorry oh, like the, the explanation of like Wagadu and like the colonialist like, Mexican yeah. America yeah. of like Europeans brought wands that help you channel your magic and it's like well but they didn't say that it. we weren't channeling our magic mm-hmm. the way that we wanted to anyway mm-hmm. right but like, you know we didn't have those fast twitch wizarding muscles so but I can we t- but it's it's so confusing because it's like people the more the most powerful wizards in Europe Dumbledore Voldemort Grindelwald are the ones who can do magical spells without saying any incantations and use doing wandless magic correct okay. right mm-hmm. Wagadu they naturally are on the only way that they're conducting magic is through wandless magic therefore how are they not Higher in echelon, like magical echelon, than elves, not like magically superior to wizards because they also can do wandless magic. Mutual uh-huh. respect and kinship. Mutual respect and kinship. Yep. It's almost you. like there's a Eurocentric standard of wand making that all of a sudden that places them in a higher place. What? Who wrote the book? Todd's wallet. I, I'm just throwing it out <laughs> there. That's all crazy. Balls and ash. <laughs> Sarsaparilla. I really need this to be like. Can we just put this on YouTube so you can y'all can get <laughs> Deborah's <laughs> ball dash and then eat popcorn. Like, like I need to get gifts. Like, it's, it's you so can make good. it happen, Robin. I'll allow you to make that into a gift. That, that is my gift. <laughs> To you, Alder Dash. Alder Dash. Oh my God! Yeah, I, I. You know the 
the whole thing just reeks of like, I think, Bayana, you were talking about this when when Magic in North America came out, and like it just the the stench of colonialism and like it's Eurocentric strong. like standard of every. It's just it's the only thing that makes the house elves make sense. And if you if if you agree with that standard, it's the only thing that makes someone like Grindelwald or Voldemort even possible the delineation of like it's again the reason why like why who says a what is magical and what is not magical when it comes to an, a creature or an animal again i'm still on like a why is a firefly not a magical creature that we sh that should be hidden from muggles because them shits light up just on the lightning bug thank you yeah lightning bugs how you just gonna how your butt just gonna light up? That's not magic. <laughs> or giant well, chickens just hanging giant out. Giant chickens. Giant ass <laughs> chicken. Yo, Simity Sam. The chickens. That chicken had that that was a statute of limitations, like fuck up. We're gonna have a that is come through. Half giants again. Half giants. How'd that work? Giant chicken. How'd that work? That's some Monsanto shit. Oh my gosh, that shit. chicken got into some skelly grow. That's what happens. <laughs> Someone put some skelly grow in the chicken feed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god. My right. god. You, you may have to miss me for a second, but I speak about skelly grow. I will think about how many house elves are responsible for wizarding inventions. Because I always have been oh the talk about like we keep their secrets and their and our silence. And it's just like all this stuff that houses were doing in the back in the rooms, like all all the riches that got wealthy. That oh, we have all this wealth. We did have it. Well, that's because they were doing it in the back, and the, the wizards just took it and claimed it for their own. I See, I didn't you. even go there. I thought about I hate you so much because now I'm mad. I also thought about testing. Like, where? How do they? Just, how do they figure out the Skelligro works? Oh my right. god! I hate, right. you too. I hate both of y'all. It's a good thing we all on this bitch together. We're all on this God damn. Yes, how many how many inventions? How many rich house elves should there be? Or elves, right? Mm -hmm. Like if they had their own. Think about um Potter, like Harry Potter's uh, with the grandfather that invented that slick easy Terry potion. Mm -hmm. Did he? <laughs> he stole that. Did we all really? we know he stole that from Madame Tussauds. Though. Hey, thank you. Untie your hair. Yeah. They don't care about how clear, how slick back the hair is or not because they always just leave it untidy. So why would they even care to create that potion? What? Well, mm. Exactly. Maybe that's why it was created because their hair is always untidy. But they don't one, care though. One Potter kid. Long, long, back, long, long, long time ago. Yeah. So, okay. I want to go into some other questions that I had. This is more about Dobby, but his legacy and his place in the fandom as like a cute mascot or as a fighter of oppression. Like you think about the trio and we think about like how they, you know, when we think about like their legacy in the fandom, it's like standing up to Voldemort and going and like basically like freedom fighters are you know going and and doing this epic 
quest to save to save wizarding kind like do we think about um say hi hey hey hi aminata say hi with your team hi aminata hi who's your favorite um harry potter character uh. <laughs> Deborah. <laughs> it's like me, me, innocently me, me. I am the favorite. Is Deborah your favorite? You don't know me, character? but I, I'm the favorite. Yeah. Are you waiting for everybody to come back? Talking about April third, like in the I'm holiday. Team. Hi, How you doing? Good. You took a. When are you gonna see her? April third. <laughs> <laughs> I hear April third one more time today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to show Zelda? Rainbows. She seems Zelda, but okay. Zelda in the corner. Hey, Zelda. What a pretty girl. Is she sleeping? Zelda is like. Zelda is like. Are we going outside? Then I why she's looking at the door. Right. right. She's looking at the door like, um, the, the y'all okay, I guess. But what I really want I to go outside. Huh? I can't take it anymore. What? Now what can't you take anymore? I can't take nothing in the head. What? <laughs> Struggle to a four-year-old. It's rough out here. She can't It'll take stick. nothing, what? <laughs> she can't take it anymore. I was so I was asking you guys. What did I miss? What did I miss? <laughs> Virginia, my home sweet Head home. Head first into the little <laughs> call abyss. Head first into the abyss. <laughs> <laughs> I had first Stop Gavin meeting today. You're poor. I should think of something to say. <laughs> um, I want to see Hamilton. I do too. Really, really good. <laughs> Did it to myself. Sorry. I put myself in the face. <laughs> Robin over here, like Portia earlier, talking about, oh, it was good. I saw it already. It's just like, oh, just by the way. Y'all act like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do the work. I did my work. Now it's time for you to do your work. Bye. No, that was the that was the Amla fix my life. See, you didn't get. We're not here for her either. Mm -mm. Ever. Not at all. Just rude. She didn't do nothing for the house elves. <laughs> she didn't do nothing for the house elves. Not a thing. What pressure? Girl, what pressure? What do you need? Get your leapfrog. I can't take the pressure. Call me not Girl. Not to go. Girl. Go. 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 <laughs> I, 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 I relate to that on a very real level. <laughs> but we have, like, we have a question. Donald Trump is president. Right. <laughs> Maybe there's something I mean, I tell people. This was legit meal Thursday, so I can't blame her. We're recording. Right. Oh my gosh. You can't take the pressure. I'm done with you. What was I saying? I was asking a question. Something about Dobby. Um, is Dobby is Dobby a mascot or is Dobby, cute, yeah, is Dobby yeah. a cute mascot or is he thought of as a fighter of oppression like Harry Potter and the trio? I definitely think he's looked at as a cute mascot, just because I mean we're given three different versions of of house elves, right? Or yeah, we're given essentially three different versions of house elves, and 
one of them sticks with us for a certain amount of time, but Dobby's the one um, that is put out in the spotlight. Mm, how do I want to say this? Like when we're introduced to Creature, we have no empathy for him. Fudge nuggets. I had I had a thing. I had a thing in my brain and words that I wanted to have come out. But those words, they're not there anymore. They're not there anymore. But I mean, when you look at um the fandom and, and who's represented when we talk about house elves, right? Dobby. It's always Dobby. Um if you know the the free the house elves shirt, you don't see a picture of creature, you don't see a picture of Winky, who you should also, I mean, if you're looking at empathy wise, you should also look empathize with with Winky um, because of what she went through, right? She loved that Crouch family um, just from like a, just from a, from a standpoint from person to person. Like she loved the Crouch family. She worked hard for the Crouch um, family. Dobby loved Harry Potter and Dobby, you know, formed that relationship with Harry. Creature wasn't asked to Harry. <laughs> Creature didn't give any fucks. Um, but if you're talking about like House Elf liberation, um, free all, not just free the ones that are cute and attractive. I had words that was gonna go somewhere, guys. It no, really but that that, that that was real. It's like I'm tired of respectability sense, yeah. politics for House Elves. It's yeah. like that, thank you. I like you. You have good words, Amani. You know, like, it, you're so you're so articulate. Oh go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Oh um I was gonna say what's funny is that like I on the one hand, I would say that he looked at as a fighter of repression, but the problem is like no one looks at like you know people use him as a mascot for fighting for oppression but they don't ever like think about like his oppression right that's right. it thank you you have good words too <laughs> yeah i mean yeah so then it's kind of strange because you, you know you see like even with the thing that robin was talking about earlier um like how people are like kind of using dobby and being like yeah let's free the elves and let's do these things or whatever and fight back against like our real life like real life um uh, see now I'm losing words. Real life oppression, I guess. I'm gonna use a different word, but um, marginalization. Yeah, not really acknowledging what he like the system that actually made him the way that he, that he is, and have all these other house elves in the predicament that they're in. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a strange. And then also, I feel like because like the books don't really delve into it either. It's not like it's anyone's fault really because it mostly just looks at the human characters versus like the creatures it's kind of just in there as world building but doesn't really get flushed out i think um and i i just want to unhear the whole thing because masha's tales and god i hate that russian little girl Ugh. but um i think that there is something and you might have said this uh, about the fact that dobby is seen as weird and accepts himself as being weird. Like he doesn't, he doesn't lobby for the freedom of the rest of the elves after he's freed. He wants freedom, but he thinks of it as an individual choice, right? 
stinky. Like, okay, you're free now. There's like so much out here that you can do. Like it's like the world ain't over, right? But he doesn't say like the elves in the Hogwarts kitchens. Like now, you guys should really go talk to Dumbledore, and he'll pay you. You can, you but it's can also because he knows how they feel about freedom. Like they shun, him. like they're like shunning him whenever he's bringing it up. They're like, "Oh, how dare you talk about pay? Oh no, we can't, we can't be here for that part of the conversation." Like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like a, a lot of what she wrote was very much playing into the mentality of like, you oh, you can't free people who can't who don't want to be free. Like, and it's like. Well, if you don't educate them about what's going, if you don't give them options and your only option that you're making a thing for them, it's like, oh, your reputation, your like values should only be about like how you work and who you work for and making them happy versus like what will make you happy as a being yourself. If you tie them together and you don't really give them an opportunity to pursue what they really want, then how are they ever going to know what what's out there for them? Right. And I mean, the other thing is that we see in um like with Dobby and like in Chamber of Secrets, it's very much like, yeah, Dobby deserves to be free because his masters are the Malfoys, not because it's slavery. It's because he has right. like right. terrible masters who are dark wizards. Um and with like And maybe that's why Harry doesn't release release creature. Maybe, right? And like mm. with with Winky though, it's also like the crouches like she has her own issues and like she loves the crouches and everything. But with them right. it's like they're they're not great people either um and then with creature right yeah i mean with creature then it becomes a little complicated right because like they can't free him at this point because they're like using him he knows yeah he knows too much much. and once you you let him go he's not beholden like he doesn't have to keep their secrets well Um, i mean before the after the battle of hogwarts he could have freedom to do whatever he wanted because Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep Mm -hmm. Um, and then I just thought of another house elf that we I only just remembered. Um, and we only see her for like two seconds, but um, I believe her name is Hokey, and we see her in a like a memory of um, yes, yeah, it's one of the Voldemort memories. Um, yes, and so she's just huh, Pepeziah Smith or something like that. Yeah, Hepaziah something Smith. like that, and she like. And in that one, like, she seems like a pretty, right, like, just nice, you know, like, relatively, like, a nice master or whatever. But then Hokey gets um, accused of her death and is probably, what happens to her? Like, does she die? Because do elves go to Azkaban? Like, no. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so I just... I mean, just think about, like, how they praise house elves and, like, the highest honor and, like, the dark... I mean, I'm thinking it's only the dark families, but it could be. Maybe it's a whole wizarding thing where the highest honor for a house elf is for you to cut off their head and mount it on the on your wall. I think that was just the blacks. After they died. I think that was just the blacks, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't after they died. It was after they were too. um, It was after they were too weak to um, carry a a tray. Oh, so they did kill them up the stairs or something. Oh. Oh damn. Okay. The blacks are. The blacks are. They are an interesting. Special. She operate up the stairs, carry the tray, operate you and your tray where you need to go. Damn. All right. But um, Harry's like, whenever, um, I, when Harry dug the grave for Dobby and how um, Grip Hook oh was God. like, that is very rare. Like, like wizards don't do that. They don't, they don't dig 
um, and very like other creatures. They just, I don't know, like, but he was like, that was very rare. Like he was, he was more inclined to help Harry because he saw that Harry was actually willing to get on his hands and knees and dig and build a grave and honor Dobby. Mm-hmm. Another creature. Why? Why are you doing this? I mean, you There's just behind you, you, Robin. Yeah, you, you said it. I know they're Moana tissues. All in this together. <laughs> Um, no, but like, but Honor actually brings up a really good point because I, maybe just the time I was reading the book, but for some reason I always kind of connected to creature, just because hmm. like we've all been there. Problem, like, probably. Mm. But we've always mm. been there. We're like, like someone I know. We've been there. We're like, we're tired of dealing with our bosses, and we, we just want to tell them, you know, sometimes <laughs> mind your own business, get out my face, and let me do my job. <laughs> <laughs> but but beca- but because you know he was with Sirius when we met him, it's like oh you know be nice to Sirius creature, don't be a jerk. But then, mm-hmm. uh, Sirius was the one kind of being an Sirius asshole right there. And Sirius creature. came out of nowhere, like he was doing his job. Creature was like minding his business for however 12, 13 years while Sirius right. Was he, he, he was for his purposes. He was free. Yeah, he had the well, post of his mama. Well, he was yeah. Well, he, well, he was following the orders of the portrait, but he right. was right. Driving him crazy. It was that one had to be driving him crazy because there's like, what does the portrait care about you taking care of anything really besides the portrait itself? Well, because <laughs> what we know from Sirius's mama was no joke. But I do but she's think crazy because like, the, it's of, a portrait. Yeah, but I do think like Amaya mentioned when you were in a job, and then all of a sudden you get a micromanager. Excuse you, I've been doing this job. For a year and some months, or however long, so I don't know. You were born. Hypothetically speaking. Hypothetically, hypotheticals. I've been do. I've been over here doing my job while you were off gallivanting in Azkaban, luxuriating <laughs> in your spa, <laughs> hanging out with the hanging out with the mentors, or whatever it is that you thought you were doing on that twelve-year vacation. I was over here working, and here all of a sudden you gonna come. And start barking orders at me and talking to me all out the side of your neck. Like, I get that. I do. And it wasn't like Creature forgot how Sirius treated him before he went away to Azkaban. Like, before he, like, was disowned by his family. Right. And Sirius has an issue of lashing out at Creature as a stand-in for his family. Right? He can't lash out at his dead mom. He can't lash out at his... Well, he could. He him. I mean, he could lash out at a portrait, but you know, but he could yell at the universe like, "Ah, oh, right, right." <laughs> right. He could, but the creature is there, so why not just yell at him, right? Which is rude, but yeah, I think that there, I, I do agree with that. Like that sense of identifying a little bit with creatures' plight in that way. The mm. thing that is difficult about creature, he he does kind of defy his master when he tricks Sirius. He knows, like, he finds his own, the same way that Dobby was doing when Dobby was still, um, was when Dobby was helping Harry, but mm-hmm. under the Malfoy's rule, he finds his own elfie loophole to do what he wants to do. So there is, there is a defiance there um, that shows that they can be autonomous and make decisions, but it just happens to kill the best thing that 
has ever happened to the Wizarding World besides Charlie. No, yep. but Harry was dumb in that situation. I blame Harry for that. Please. I That's blame what he for you for. But I also feel like creature. I blame like, Snape because like, I can just do that. Hook Snape. I mean, Snape is, is responsible for a lot of things, a lot of that. But I also feel like going back to like creature, like Sirius brought it upon himself. He treated creature that way before when he was growing up, and then he treated him like even worse when he came back out of Azkaban. So he, right. he like bred this like nature of like hate and like distaste and disdain for himself from creature because he never like could get out of himself and like examine and kind of be like you know what maybe like he's the only person i have left who i grew up with before i met like i went to hogwarts maybe there's something of value here maybe i can like we can change these this dynamic in some way and make this work he never did that they called i'm curious to know if serious about the pathology of their relationship and got down to the root of that pathology and changed that. Deborah, what were you saying? I'm curious to know that if Sirius's treatment of Creature was unkind, how did like the rest of the family treat um, Creature? Well, we know he he loves Regulus, and I think it says something that he'd rather go to Bellatrix than deal with Sirius anymore. Especially now, how we know Bellatrix gets down. So that says something right. about how Sirius treats her. And I think it's like it's well, one I of think those- too, it's a matter of of their values like they have different values and creature grew up with black family values and so the fact that Sirius it's kind of goes against this and he's got <laughs> I'm here for it like I, I, I'm glad you said it because I was going to say it but I held it in I'm so proud of myself thanks, thanks Mayana you're a real one said it black family values yes but you know what I mean, and then here, co- but here comes Sirius, like letting like these muggle buds just traipse it all up in his house, mm. a home training. You know what I mean? So like, mm-hmm. I but think even- it's, it's just a matter of like serious thinking. Self has lived with my mother his entire life and idolizes that woman. At it. Like maybe I need to ease him into the new like the new world order, and like the same way with like what Harry did, what we talked about was like Harry giving him the locket. It's like a small thing, like a small act of kindness. Like I feel right. like, mm-hmm. here's Remus, yeah, but he's a full blood with like he's a pure blood wizard. Here are the Weasleys, pure blood, and then, like of a treat. You know what I mean? Like like when you're, when you're like, kind of treat. Sounds really gross, but like when you're training a dog, or you know what I mean, like, like, oh look, you treated Remus with respect. Here's a here's a treat. Here's a gimme. Here's this. I mean, I you know like what I mean? Sounds horrible, but you know what I mean. Like, ease him into the situation instead of just being like, I'm here. I'm, I'm here in charge. And here's all my friends, my friends. my, de- my de- de- degenerate friends. Just I thought you were gonna like train like a grand gesture, like. Don't sleep in this little cabinet. Like, come on, you can have Regulus's room. You love Regulus, just live in mm. his room. Mm. That would be like that would be right. a lot towards Creature. I like, need to know cool. the backstory for Creature and Sirius. Why is it Sirius is such a jerk to Creature? It's because it reminds him of his family. Like, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure, I'm sure back when he was um, 
young, like, you know what I mean? Like, Sirius has such a, like, averse reaction to them, and I'm sure it just, like, brings up more memories of him being, like, of him growing up, and, like, he already, he's already miserable because he has to be in that house. And then on top of it, there's, like, still living person reminder like, being in there. And they can't get that damn portrait off the wall. Right. And then on, <laughs> I'm, like, and then beforehand, when, like, growing up, right, like, he's growing up seeing the way that his family is and and then also seeing how creature like ascribes to those beliefs and i'm sure because like sirius wasn't his mother's favorite you know a creature be muttering under his breath hey probably like man (laughs) what is your mama too like just like i'm sure it just was like not and i hate to do this i could totally see creature like bringing uh Peter gets in trouble with his mama, and he has to, and like he, she's like, "All right, creature, go get, go give him tea." But he's stuck in his room, and he, and creature dropping off that tea tray, being like, "Here you go with your no listening ass." I was talking back, bro. <laughs> 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 like, making it worse. Just stop yeah. busting for no reason. Ain't got nothing to do with him. Nothing to do. You know how? I mean, those of us who have siblings. When mm-hmm. they get in trouble and you're like, but you know you weren't supposed to do that anyway. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. a, I'm not saying you knew you knew you was gonna get in trouble when you did that. So and like, ain't nobody ask you. You ain't in this. Bayana knows that life. I tried to told you. Mm-hmm. I, I should listen to me. <laughs> I tried to tell you. I tried to told you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Amani. What were you? Gonna I was gonna say, say I, I hate to do this, but also I think and maybe now. <laughs> <laughs> But he doesn't really hate it. No, nah, not really. <laughs> nah. Um, I, I think Preacher also reminds Sirius of how he couldn't save Regulus because like uh! that was, that was, <laughs> yeah. I, I tried to preface it. <laughs> you did. You did preface it. Oh God, yes. Continue. I'm sorry. I keep cutting you off. No, just because like so the searches of how he died and how close they were is like if I could have gotten him away from you, maybe you he would have sold you to the Dark Lord. You know, maybe I could have convinced him to come with me. We could I could have saved him. There's my yeah. little brother, I could have helped him. And yeah. Every time he looks at Siri, he just sees his failure there. <sighs> Don't think I'm sorry. It's personal. But you're the worst. <laughs> 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 She's like, but we cool though, but we cool though, but you're terrible. You're a terrible person for that. Um, yeah, so we're, we've been rambling a lot. It's, and it's I been mean, a couple hours now. It's what yeah. we do. Um, I know. But there, was a, there was a part there that's probably going to get cut out. So I mean, yes. Yeah, um, cut it all out. Everything that I said is, is just not, you can't use it. Not not admissible. <laughs> well, we already got the great gifts. You, you hit that, you uh, you, when you you hit that accept gifts. button. When you hit that accept mm-hmm. button, you, you, you made it real. Um, but so I, I think we should kind of wrap up with do we want to go straight to benches um, and MVPs or do we do you have anything else to add like final thoughts on the elves what you wish that's your final thought of like what you book. so if you were right if you were advising JK Rowling when she was writing the books what would is like something that you would have insisted that she included or something I just think a little bit more research. Just read, read some books. Mm-hmm. And so, in, so adding more historical, like, or closing the holes. 
Well, I think a lot of it is like, at, like you can. I mean, you can do a lot of research, but then what are you adding? What is that research well, ending up in the book? In the I think book? the thing is, is that when you like have all this like background knowledge, the way that you write something like that would be much different. Um, and you can mm -hmm. see that through like the other things that she writes within these books is that she has like a good background knowledge of the thing. So it's like how it's just it's easier to include the things, you know what I mean? I think mm -hmm. for one, not having so many people just shut Hermione down, like having at least a couple people mm. who are like, who are like real characters, not just like in the throwaway sentence, who are like, yeah, no, you have a point. Like, what do you, you know what I mean? Who are down to try to figure something out. Having it not, having not, not having the house elves just all unanimously being like, oh, we don't want to be free. We love cooking and cleaning <laughs> for the master. Like, yeah. It it just that having that is what hope, is hope. what like writes it into a whole, right? Because you can't be like, oh, this is slavery and they should be free and they should have working wages and all that kind of stuff, and then have the people that you're actually talking about not want any of those things or like it and then yes. and yeah and just happy slaves are never really a good trope to to fall yeah. into. And it's yeah. really easy to not fall into it. So the fact that she did just feels like why? Um, yeah, I just, she just needs to read. What she said. <laughs> just just no half-stepping. Because, like, you, you, she gets to a good point and it's like, eh, okay, I'll drop this point for now and then you'll never pick it back up again. Or, oh, okay, I'm just going to try and set something up about how wizards and magic is a might and there's this whole thing in book seven where they're Nazis and we're taking over other non-magic mm -hmm. creatures, but I've only kind of loosely threaded something halfway and then not really tied a knot. So it's like, just either go all in there with it or don't even mention it at all. Cause you kind of leave it flat, it goes nowhere. Like that was probably the thing that where I always read Hermione as a black woman is probably because she wrote so hard was like, all right, you know what? This is slavery. This is wrong. We ain't doing this. Just cut this out right now. And it's just like, oh yeah, I, I like that. I, I had badges now. I just forgot about it. Oh, well. Just do something with that. Yeah. And then she starts trying to trick them into being freed. What the fuck was that? <laughs> White nonsense. Yeah. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. I know better than you. Mm -hmm. um, Portia, Deborah, do you guys, what would you add or take out or what, if you were talking to Joe, if you had her ear when she was writing these, what would you have said? Essentially the same thing. Like, if you include more, um, characters where house elves can be brought up or more um, situations where house elves could be brought up, then we could have those questions answered about their history, where they came from, like, instead of just going the reader to assume, okay, well, Hermione's on it. Hermione's going off to the library to do some research, as she always does, um, to try to learn more about house elves. Um, yeah, I like the idea of her actually being put in situations where she's having real conversations with people so we can know more about the house elves. If she did that, problem solved. We might not be having this conversation today. Real. For real. Portia? Honestly, um, so I'm not averse to her releasing things. So, okay, what is done is done. She didn't do what she needed to do at the time. But, okay, I'll do part one. If, she had, if I had her ear as she was writing the book, I would have been like, Everything that you've already it's already been discussed, but also when you're talking about magic is might, what makes the people who are like magic is might we're going to subjugate everyone, um, like every non-human um, creature or not even muggles, so they're human as well. So you're trying to subjugate everyone who is not a pure blood magical wizard, basically. That's a lot of entities. Um, 
So what makes the people who keep house elves any better than those people when it comes to subjugation? And why, like, go through that dynamic. Why should I feel a type of way about the total magic is my thing and not feel the same way about the house elves that you've never explained why they're bound, they're bound to these magical contracts that are hurting them um, and they're dying off and we don't have any idea like what's going, like what happens? I they, She never talks about like, do they get married? Do like, what happens? How do they have kids? Are they bred? What is this? Um, but also like what is done is done. She did what she did. I have no problem with her like doing what she's been doing and releasing stories like on Pottermore and stuff to kind of give like a better background to stuff because she just didn't have time to do it then. Is but, she going for house elves? Mm-mm. No. No. But if she's going to do it, she better do it right. Like don't do another North uh, Magic in North America. Not like, please do don't. You need, if you're going to do it, do it right and stop mm-hmm. doing this stuff that you can you know better than. Like she did so much fantastic research for just the like background of like the magic and the arts and like how um different mythologies came to get come together and how she could write them for the books how could you not do the same thing for social issues that you bring up yourself within the book i don't no, know that's real you can do yeah. better with that i think that's like a a theme with her that is so frustrating is you did it to, you put you wrote yourself you literally wrote yourself into this corner like no one asked you. It's, it's like J.K. Rowling's entire being uh, with the Wizarding World, especially recently, is Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. No one asked you why, why, why are we here? It's, it's up to her and only her. <laughs> if anything, this highlights how much people of color are needed to be in these publishing positions so that whenever they go through with some notes, these notes are like, but hey girl, how about we just, I see what you're doing here, but how about we just address these things right here before we move forward? Because right. this could be addressed. It's like, I have right. all these questions and if you don't feel like answering them, then let's just take it out. Yeah. Right. Let's not, let's not do this. And the thing too is like, this is done before like the internet and like global communities. So if none of like, if we, I mean, not before the internet, there was the internet, but it wasn't like it is now, like we couldn't be doing a hangout about, you know, half of us <laughs> on the East Coast, half of us on, well, most of us on the East Coast, one of us in the Midwest and one of us on the West Coast. Like we couldn't have this conversation this way when she wrote this book. So like, we, you don't even give your readers a fair shake to answer these questions. like. You know what I mean? Like, like, if not for like the fandom being what it was and like growing into what it was, this they would just literally just be questions that with no like with no answers and into perpetuity. Because as we see with her now, she picks and chooses what she wants to address, and she'll tell you Sirius's birthday and his middle name or whatever, but she won't tell you where elves come from. I think that's the worst part of it, is that you grow up with this, like we're the Harry Potter generation. Like we grew up with these ideals, like of like, she put it, like again, she puts together really, like she did a lot. This universe is very, it's it's very big. And like, it's it's shaped a lot of people's minds. And like, we're like going, we're going forward with these ideas about um, how society should be based on stories that she wrote Back in like nineteen ninety, when it was the first one, nineteen ninety two, the first one came out ninety one, ninety two. I forget. Ninety seven. Ninety seven. I was reading. Really Better ninety two. Maybe she started. I don't think it was eighty seven. 
Maybe by <laughs> writing it around then. Anyway, seventy-seven probably. Ninety-six, ninety-seven. Yeah, because it. But I think yeah. <laughs> but she like she shaped all of all of these like young minds and like molded them to like where we were thinking on these things now. And yeah. instead of like owning up to like she owns up to it partially, but she doesn't really like sit there and like you know what like. I did do this. Maybe I should feel like I should answer a couple of these things and be answerable to this audience that I built up myself with my writings. And I owe it to them to own up to whenever I'm doing something problematic and whenever I should, I need to do better. And instead of being that way, because she she gave off this like feeling of this is the per- kind of person she is, someone who's willing to like grow and think on things. And you get to this point in the current like today and she's not answering these things and it's like but you're either or like pick one you can't be both right and not to i mean shameless plug i wrote about this and um on black girls create the continuing struggle for representation in the wizarding world boom that at this point you you do owe like when she was writing harry potter and the sorcerer's stone she didn't owe anyone anything and there is like authorial intent and she was writing to write a story but now when you're adding on and like building up stuff, you do owe this audience because you know who we are. Um, and that is my biggest problem with her and with mm-hmm. Warner Brothers and Universal in general is that there is no excuse for not doing, for not reaching out and doing the research and getting to know who your audience is. Like the fact that they continue to like do Yule Balls or whatever these partnerships are aimed at the age group of like who the books were written for instead of the age of the fans now, you know what I mean? Like, like I think we talked about this before in another bonus episode, like, Star Wars has done a very good job of now being a multi-generational thing and they like market it so that they, cause they know like at this point, parents who were kids when the first movies came out are taking their kids to the new ones, right? It's multi-generational now. So the fact that they still pretend like, oh, only 12 year olds are reading these books and there isn't, an, there isn't, the Harry Potter Alliance <laughs> is 10 years old. like. The Harry Potter generation is so old that the things that they have built up, MuggleNet is like 12 years old or something like that. Like LeakyCon and, and the LeakyCauldron.net, like those fan sites are, are decades old now. So don't say that you don't like know who we are and where we stand on these things. Cause like, a, like Google, a quick Google search will tell you like, the ex- but also, like who's stuff. asking you questions all the time? Who's repeatedly interacting with you on these social media? Right. Who are like why is why is John Green a who is a like best-selling author multiple times over tweeting about Harry Potter and you act like that's not a thing? Like, you know what I mean? Like like there are wizard rockers who were in their thirties. Like that's who your audience is, and that's who you're answerable. Like that's who deserves answers and you know you know the answers that well you know the questions that they're asking because they're asking you repeatedly um and you know yeah. who they are still haven't figured out if ne- if nearly headless nick has joined the headless hunt yet <laughs> what is that, that and who is oh, holding up his application no. like who's no. sitting there who's sitting there to receive an application Baron. Pain, that's what Baron. i'm saying right that nick de pompey pomp de pomperton him <laughs> what that mofo. 
Um, okay, so let's let's do MVP and, and benched. Who's your MVP? Who, yeah, who's your MVP? I'm gonna go with Harry Tubman and <laughs> Black women everywhere for reminding us that for, for for all of us to be free, all of us got to be free. Hey. Oh Thank boy. You, Thank you, Amani. Appreciate it. <laughs> oh man. It's kind Who of pandering else? since you're on a you're on a chat with with <laughs> all black, black women. <laughs> <laughs> you got four black women we'll here. Allow it. But did I we'll allow it? Mm-hmm. Point to the lie. There and I appreciated it. Appreciate it. <laughs> Even though apparently, according to Tommy, not to I'm tan, but whatever. Huh. Yeah, who, okay. Who else? Who else? Uh, I don't have an MVP. I don't really have an MVP really? either. Really? Maybe Dobby um, by default? Yeah, you can do Dobby by default. Uh, no? Uh, no. Deborah's like, I don't I'm know. I was going to say something extremely problematic. I'm like still fighting it in my head. Say it. Just go for it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. this, is it. this is a safe space. Do you know how many problematic things have been said? Open. <laughs> do I? Wizard <laughs> <laughs> team? You are not the first and you will not be the Have last. I met Wizard team? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's your MVP, Robin? For being a good face for the fight against um, House of Slavery. You said who? Yeah. Ooh. She said Dobby. Dobby's the good face. The good map for being a good mascot. She called him the Rosa Parks. Yeah. I see. Oh. Yep. Was it Claudette no. Colvin? Yeah. Respectable Rosa Parks. What? Who was Claudette Colvin in the Elf Liberation? Like there had to be like it has to be like Panther, Dobby's parents like, or something, right? That right. Dobby's mama, she was some well. stuff in him. Dobby's mama was a radical. Right? That's my MVP is Dobby's. She mama. was probably the one who was trying to get the other house elves on board, and they were like, "Nah, girl." And so yeah. Dobby saw that, and he was like, "You know what? I don't want to be treated like that, so I'm going to just keep it to myself." Right. And then he was like, "Oh, Harry Potter is around. I know what to do. I'm about to get free." Um, we about to. Yep. I like it. I like it. Dobby's mama is now my MVP. Same. <laughs> well then. Good on this. So who's benched? Wait, Portia, did you say who? Serious. I, Wait, I never out. realized how problematic he was. How dare you? Who? Serious Black. Serious Black. And the story of oh. mass murderer and elf hater. <laughs> Bellatrix Lestrange and all Miss Anne's ever. Mm. Yep. Helga Hufflepuff for donating the house elves to Hogwarts and for lifetime of servitude. That's yo yo. We have another stuff to answer for it as well. That's not the only thing. Also, nude out there in the twenties just doing shit. Apparition. I just realized <laughs> all over the place. Also, Hufflepuff ain't got no chill. No, I, I just realized it's really funny, right? So everybody on here is a Ravenclaw, yeah? Yeah. 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 Yes. And like, and then Connie's a Hufflepuff. Well, Robin's a Gryffindor. We don't oh, write that too. I think it's really right. funny that like we oh, have very little oh. Gryffindor Slytherin. This has nothing to do with anything we were talking about, but Gryffindor Slytherin representation. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty great considering the movies and the books or whatever, but it's it's funny. 
but it's also kind of indicative, right, of like who are the ones who are, holding, who are gonna hold on to Harry Potter throughout time, throughout time, right? Like Gryffindors is too busy out doing whatever Gryffindors do. Slytherins are just like, oh no, I'm trying to build up this wealth right now. I have nothing right, to do with time Harry Potter. Yeah, yep, exactly. No but Ravenclaws and Hufflepuffs have time to, to theorize. Right. <laughs> Ravenclaws are like, enslaving other races. We need to know it all. Yeah, that does make sense. I was going to say that, like, it also makes sense that, like, as five minority Potterheads, we would be a part of minority houses in a way. Real. Or, like, you know, secondary houses. And I want want an apology, Imani, because I just don't, I don't. You just gotta, at some point, you have to. I apologize if you haven't embraced your inner truth yet. (laughs) No. One of these days, you're going to look up and be like, I'm. I am almost a Gryffindor. Like, like. I mean, you've been Korean. You've said brave, Robin. No, I'm not. That's true. We've been setting it up for you. It's like Harry realizing that he loved Jenny all along. Except I'm we're stop. actually laying the foundation <laughs> so that anyone else, like listening to this, will see the arc. And once you come to the conclusion, everyone will think it makes sense. Yes, that's what it is. No, I refuse. At the most, at the most, I will say that it would be my secondary house, and I'm saying that begrudgingly. I am a Ravenclaw, damn it. Okay. I feel like I'm starting with Ravenclaw. It's I am a Luna Lovegood Ravenclaw, and you know it. Definitely a secondary like, Gryffindor, though. I feel like Robin, like, has Gryffindor thoughts, and she's like, crap, that's a Gryffindor thought, and she's like, no, nah, no, nah, I gotta stop, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, That's same. not untrue, I'm but I have you. that with everything. I have Slytherin thoughts sometimes, too. No Hufflepuff sauce. I'm loyal. But Harry Potter's no Ravenclaw. Mm. Mm. Harry Potter ain't no Ravenclaw. Either. That's not his secondary house. Yeah. Yeah. No. Ron. Uh, Ron. Mm. Wow. Well. Okay. Ron's right. We like, bitching people, and then we just started on this whole other tangent. That's a whole yeah, that's that's a conversation. conversation. Right. Who do you look up secondary Wizard houses and, like and, sorting the, the a trio and everyone else around them? With their team in the dictionary, <laughs> they start off with the point and then there's a tangent digression. <laughs> we always come back though. Right now, you wizard teaming. <laughs> um, who did you bench, Robin? It's a verb. I I feel like this is just going to be a thing in all of our bonus episodes. I continue to bench J.K. Rowling and the Universal <laughs> and Warner Brothers. <laughs> Warner Brothers Universal, you. I can see J.K. I'm gonna let I'm gonna like let her be because she created it. She but she didn't. And on the whole, she did a fucking amazing job. On the whole, but Great. then also the reason I found this thing out that uh, Disney actually went to her first and asked to do a theme park. And then they were like, nah, 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 because she was like, oh, I need to have, like, final say in everything. Before the movies came out? Yeah, yeah. This is, like, Disney went to her for a theme park, like, separate from, I don't even, I don't know if it was before the movies or, like, during the movies. It had to be, because that would be, like, copyright infringement upon one of No, not for a theme park. No, it's a Mm -hmm. whole different, it's another, like, it's a whole other like seg- vertical of right. um, stuff. So like all of their, you know, merchandise or whatever would have the Warner Brothers logo or whatever, but it would be at a Disney theme park. Um, anywho, she <laughs> said they, they backed out of the deal because she wanted too much creative control. So she had creative control. Over the- And there is a- mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a house elf staffing agency. Can I just say 
that I feel yeah. like, you know, what I I would, like, sorry, I that picture like, should be the um, picture for this episode. Yeah, I do that. But I feel <laughs> like, I also feel like what happened was like how we were talking about like, how do, do people think about house elves like throughout like the wizarding world now, like, like now through the Harry Potter loving world or whatever, um, Potterhead world. And I feel like whoever designed that, like, um, that agency or whatever, they probably thought that they were like, oh, this will be a good, nice nod to the house elves. Like, we don't really have anything else that we're just talking about them. Let's put this little house elf staffing thing. That would be a really good nod to, like, you know. Right. Let's open up a Freeman's Bureau. Yeah. (laughs) But it's not Freeman's. Oh, but I think that's what they thought because, like, just from that sentence where Dobby was going around and nobody wanted to pay him. Mm-hmm. So maybe Dobby opened his own staffing agency for elves, right? Like that was his like second career. Maybe that's what that is if we want to be. Like Dobby would that's be. That's not what it is, but I'm not that idea. It's, it's, it's it's but maybe that could be what that could be. What that all I know is J.K. Rowling, Warner Brothers, Universal, all y'all sat down. That's cool. I benched humans. That's yes. real. Um, I mean, but us muggles, we didn't really. But we, we have a whole lot of muggles other... are problems, and muggles are the reason why they have to be secret in the first place. Deborah. Also, slavery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just we had muggle flavor. Okay, humans, humans can be benched. <laughs> right, like well, let's not pretend like muggles. Had a moment. Too many grapes. I've been eating too many grapes. <laughs> it turned into wine. I'm drunk. I'm drunk, guys. <laughs> Fermenting in my belly. Uh, humans. All right. That that is a good bench. Well, thank you all for Did joining Amani us. Did Amani bench someone? Amani. That was the catalyst for on a whole tangent that we don't need to go back down. He has yet to apologize. Yes. So I wanna thank you guys. Should we we should give um Twitter handles? So Amani's at Amani Heron, A-M-A-N-I-H-E-R-R-O-N. Portia. Your Twitter handle now is Portia Avi, right? Still? Yes. So at P O R S H E A underscore Obvi, O B V I. And then we have Deborah. Deborah Winfield is at D L W I N S I E, D L Winfie, as I like to say. You can follow <laughs> all of them on Twitter. And on Wednesdays, they all come hard with the Wizard Team facts on facts. Um, be warned. Portia ain't right. She ain't never wrong, but she ain't never right. <laughs> she ain't right. She rude. So I'm about to change my bio to reflect that. <laughs> you totally should. You totally should. Um, so thank you guys so much. On Wednesday, we'll resume our regular schedule and we'll be discussing chapter 22 of Harry Potter and the Goblet Fire, The Unexpected Task. Make sure to read and follow along if you want to join the conversation on Twitter at We Black and Nerds and Wither Team. And make sure to follow all of our guests who will have some very enlightening uh, thoughts, I am sure. And dragons. And and dragons. What? Aren't okay. the dragons gone now? The dragons are gone. The dragons are never gone. They're gone, exactly. See, that's, that's what I'm They're still out there melting that block of ice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're hard to turn your wand. Yeah. 
Portia, Deborah. Yeah. Don't bring up don't bring up Dragon Fifty's crew. We're gonna be here <laughs> forever. Just don't just cut your losses. It's cool. But where there's dragons, there's a Charlie Weasley, so I'm all right with that. Stop, boo. <laughs> no. We don't deal with dragon appropriators, so. We can't even hear you, Robin. That's that's what you get. Google Hangouts was like, not feeling <laughs> <laughs> It's like, no. Nah, we're done with that. We're done. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening.